You are listening to the QSR Web Podcast. Hello again, everybody. Certainly hope your day is going well, and thanks so much for popping in for another edition of the QSR Web Podcast. I'm your host, QSR Web Editor Shelley Whitehead, and if you have smell casting I hope you could catch the heavenly scent of fresh-baked pretzels, because that's what this week's guest brings with her wherever she goes, in her role as CEO of Wetzel's Pretzels. So sit tight. Our interview with Wetzel's Pretzels, Jennifer Schuler, is right around the corner. Are you a supplier or a brand working to elevate the customer experience? The Interactive Customer Experience Association connects brands, suppliers, agencies, and more who are working to create transcendent customer experiences. Let's work together to create a better customer experience ecosystem for us all. Join the ICX Association today at ICXA.org. Well, you know, they've been around in some form or another since well before Christ, according to Atlas Obscura, but those big twisted salty knots of dough known as soft pretzels may be more popular now than ever. Certainly one QSR that's played a big hand in that popularity is Wetzel's Pretzels, which now has more than 350 of its sweetly scented pretzel bakeries stretched across the nation. But there's way more to this chain than salty bread, however enticing that may be. And with us on today's podcast to give us the details about Wetzel's Pretzels here and now is recently named CEO of the chain, Jennifer Schuler. Welcome to the podcast, Jennifer. Hi. Thanks so much, Sally. Thanks for having me. Uh, our pleasure. You know, let's start with kind of a overall quality of QSR at the moment review of things, including like an update on where the chain is geographically now and an idea about your sales and any other salient facts you want to bring up. Yeah, for sure. So Wetzel's Pretzels, were, we were founded here in Southern California, in Pasadena, California. As you said, we're up to 350 locations today. So about half of those are on the West Coast. But really, we have a national reach as the brand today and we're in about 35 of 50 states. Um, you know, we've part of that for us has been driven by some of the iconic locations that we have here in Southern California. We're located at Disneyland, we're at Universal Studios, Dodger Stadium, Staples, Staples Center. So really for the LA market, it's a pretty iconic brand. And as a result of that, we get some great exposure on a national basis as well. So the brand has started in California, but really grown to be a nationwide brand. Um, we're a franchise model. So 95% of our stores are franchised. We're in the business of making independent business owners and entrepreneurs successful. And that's one of the most gratifying parts of this job is watching people succeed in our business model and really um, passionate about the brand and build wealth for their family and for their next generation. And then we have about 30 corporate stores, including some of the ones that I named off earlier. And then in a few select markets across the country, we're building our own corporate footprint as well. Ah, okay. So can you give us any information about sales on an annual basis? Yeah. uh, How you doing these days? Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, I'm pleased to report that we're we're growing. So this this brand's um, comping same store sales about two two and a half percent this year, and that tends to really surprise people because in QSR flat is sort of the new up, 
And we're <laughs> a concept that is um, heavily mall-based, right? So we've probably got about 70% of our locations today are in malls. Um, so it, it tends to surprise people when they hear how well the brand is doing. Um, you know, there's a lot of reasons behind that. It's, it's a proven business model. As you said, the enticing smell of a pretzel is certainly hard to resist. And you can buy your jeans online, but you can't really get your pretzel online. So our, our mall businesses continue to perform for us. Um, we've been selective about the malls we've partnered with, and I think that's helped too because certainly there's some consolidation in that space. Um, and then lastly, we've been very strategic about our pricing. I think you're going to see that as a trend across restaurants everywhere, particularly as you see rising labor costs. Um, everyone has to look really carefully at their pricing. You know, McDonald's have seen increases, the habit, Taco Bell doing some interesting stuff with their cravings menu. We're really looking very carefully at our pricing and just finished a large nationwide study um, to help unlock uh, new ways for our franchisees to be able to grow, to grow their top line sales vis-a-vis -vis smart pricing. You know, that's interesting because um, I'm sure you read the Restaurant Operator Daily, our new, our new conglomeration newsletter. We have a poll question on there earlier this week about whether people thought the pricing for QSRs and fast casuals was getting closer together or further apart. And, you know, further apart was what most folks thought um, with QSR mm. moving more toward value. It kind of sounds like you all are moving in that direction as well. Am I correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, I mean, I think um, you know, for us, we're an we're an impulse business, right? I w wish I could tell you that consumers planned their mall visit because they wanted to get a Wetzel's pretzel. Maybe I'm the only person <laughs> who does that. You know, most people really do it as an impulse. It's not a planned purchase like a meal, and so they tend to be a little bit less. I don't want to say price sensitive, but maybe price aware in this category. Um, and so we still, we definitely want to be a value to families when they're they're doing a mall visit that it's a quick and easy snack and it's kind of a no brainer and it's a fresh alternative to the other snacks that are in the mall. Um, that parents can feel good about a product that's made from scratch with ingredients they can you know spell and pronounce. Um, and that they can feed the family something that's really fresh and on the go, um, but portable, so they can keep fueling their their shopping visits okay then now i'd really like to turn to your assumption of the ceo role which has been since january uh right after serving as president and so i'm wondering what's opened your eyes most about the brand since you took the reins and what do you most want to work on right yeah i mean i i'm really excited to be at the helm of this brand it's a brand I love, I personally have a passion for. I was a consumer before I was ever part of the corporate team here. But I think the other piece that, um, when you talk about eye-opening experiences, the other piece that was, has been an eye-opening experience with me for me is, in addition to assuming the CEO role, last year in 2018, I actually became a franchisee. So my husband and I um, purchased a location at the Mall of America in Minnesota and added a second location a few short months after that. You may ask why Minnesota. Um, I actually lived there um, when I worked for General Mills after business school. I was there for five years in brand management. So it's an area we know well, a place we love to go, and Mall of America was a fantastic opportunity for us. So I think that experience um, has really given me an insider's look and an intimate understanding of what it takes to run these businesses, the challenges the franchisee has, and the responsibility and opportunity that the franchisor has 
to help um, refine their business model and find paths to growth to make our franchisees successful and help them have growing businesses year over year. You know, kind of related to this, um, Jennifer, is your role as a woman, uh, as a leader, what's your style? How are you going to lead teams at Wetzel's? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. It's a meaningful question, too. You know, I think the best way to, to, to answer that for you is to talk about our Monday morning staff meeting this Monday. It was after the women's soccer team won the World Cup on Sunday. And so I came in and, and we said, you know, let's put aside our agenda today and talk a little bit about teams and what I believe to be one of the best teams in the world that shares a lot of the values that we have here at Wetzel's that we're building at this team. And I think if you look at that women's soccer team, they've, they've in kind of enchanted a nation and they've thought in really bigger and bolder ways, which is what we're trying to do here at Wetzel. So there's a lot of parallels. And I should also disclose, I was a soccer player in college too. So I've been on the edge of my seat cheering, cheering on this fantastic team. But I think there's really three things that we talked about. And, and the first one is um, the, the respect for the individual and cultivating diverse teams and diversity of background, experience, and thought. You know, we need to reflect our consumers. We need to reflect our diverse franchisee base. And the more um, individual thought we bring and authenticity of the individuals, you know, not this sort of mindless sense of team, but authenticity of individuals, I think the better creativity, the better energy we will get, and the, and the more we can do bigger and bolder things as a team. So I think that's the first one. And you see that with the U.S. women's soccer team. Great set of individuals who have become 22 best friends. The other one is determination and grit to win. I just love their focus, their single-minded focus on winning. And that's a lot of what I've done here is really shared the vision around what we're trying to do, what winning looks like, and we get together as a team weekly and monthly to check in against that scorecard and are we getting there. And watching that U.S. women's soccer team, they're really calm under pressure. And you get pressure in every business, but you stay calm and play your game, and that's how you win. But then the last thing, and this is really important to our brand, really important to our business, and you see the women's soccer team do it on the field all the time, is have fun with it. Celebrate those wins. You know, 90 minutes of soccer is a grind. That goal is three seconds long, and you got to celebrate it and enjoy every minute of it. And this business, and the pretzel business, every business, but there, it's a grind. You know, getting the right locations, getting through the construction permits, getting those stores open, getting the right team hired. That can be a grind for the franchisor. It can be a grind for the franchisee. So we really stop and celebrate our wins here. We start every meeting with what were your wins last week? And you get that yourself in that winning mindset. And then we move forward to talk about the problems we have to tackle the week ahead. So it's been exciting for me to watch that team. And I think it's a really easy parallel to understand the way my style of leadership here at Wetzel's. And hopefully, you know, that leads us to the same success that we've seen out of our women's national team that's made us all so proud. You know, I'm very inspired, actually, by Wetzel's kind of experimental approach to delivery through its partnership with Kitchen United. And I wanted to find out if you could tell our listeners a little bit more about this, particularly how the brand plans to use its ghost kitchens. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting. You know, I think um, this this test with Kitchen United and delivery test is part of a larger theme for the brand this year, which is around being bigger, 
bolder and better in our thinking. You know, I think we have a fantastic product that consumers love and, you know, second generation is starting, it's been around 25 years, second generation is starting to come through and, and love this product. We have a fantastic uh, business model for our franchisees and we have this delightful brand, this hip and playful, irreverent California-based brand that gets great um, national media attention, whether we're being mentioned on Jimmy Kimmel or in a tweet exchange, Twitter exchange with Kim Kardashian. And so I think that largely there's a lot more we can do with this brand in general, a lot more places where our locations can exist and where we can bring pretzels to the people. And in that, in that instance, that's what the Kitchen United test is all about. You know, before we roll anything to franchisees, we want to uh, test it and understand how it works and make sure we're rolling a program to them that works. And so Kitchen United was an opportunity for us to partner with a ghost kitchen to get a better understanding about delivery. You know, how do pretzels deliver? Can we get a nice, fresh, hot product experience to a consumer when you're partnering with um, the DSPs, Uber Eats, Postmates, et cetera? So we were fortunate enough that Kitchen United, which is a ghost kitchen, had their first location right here in Pasadena, literally walking distance from our office. And it became, uh, you know, an innovation incubator for us, not only to work on delivery, but also some new product development. And um, Kitchen United is expanding across the country, really interesting concept. So we moved in there with the idea that it would allow us to get a firm handle on delivery and the business model and whether or not it was something that we could um, bring to our franchisees as a way to drive some incremental profitability out of our bricks and mortar stores. So I'm, I'm hearing that with all this, Wetzel sees an opportunity to more or less add another interpretation of itself and its delivery arm by allowing for the possibility of larger catering type orders and even some higher sure. end menu items that might not be yeah. feasible through those kitchens in your mall stores. Yeah. You know, I think what we learned when, when you look at the physical space that we occupied there, it was pretty tiny footprint. And I think most of everything that we executed out of Kitchen United could be executed in our mall stores. Um, so that was the good news. I think what we've been seeing is some larger orders, not as much as we expected, though. I, I thought it would be kids' birthdays, soccer teams. Um, we haven't seen so much that, but we have seen um, much higher average ticket than we see in the store. So more um, multiple items on a ticket than we would see in a mall location in general. So whether that's ordering for a household or a family gathering, um, we definitely saw, saw have seen that in our orders. The other really interesting thing we saw that surprised us but excited us was that we were seeing more weekday orders. Um, and that's really interesting to us because the mall business is really a weekend business. That's the big traffic time for that, heavy traffic um, time for the malls. So if we could bring in some orders um, to the weekday by doing delivery out of our mall stores, I think that would help offset some of their um, fixed costs during the week. That's a kind of pleasant surprise, isn't it? A great way to round right, yeah, things out. Definitely, definitely, yeah. You know, also, um, interesting and um i love the ideas because i'm a tea fanatic but uh wetzel's beverage program i wonder yeah. how big that is in the brand's overall success as well as how is you're going to use these additions like boba tea to expand on that yeah so you know we really try and keep one of the hallmarks of this concept is keeping it simple it's pretzels hot dogs, and lemonade. 
we're always going to deliver that to the consumer. And similar to like an In-N-Out, be pretty classic in our menu and deliver a great product experience to the customer. And so um, beverages for us today is about 20% of our sales. And we, you know, we, what we want to do is while staying within the guardrails I described, continue to innovate so that we can be relevant to consumers. We can bring them taste profiles that are exciting, that drive interest, that we can bring them products that are Instagrammable, because that's certainly a growing trend, particularly in the snacking space. So the product we launched this summer is a cherry boba frozen lemonade. I'm really excited with what the team came up because it was a way to enter the boba space, which as you know, is a very hot category, but to do it in a, in a Wetzel's way within our guardrails of our brand personality. So what, what that product is, is it's, um, they're actually uh, popping pearls. It's like a bursting boba that has cherry fruit inside. And then it's layered with our classic frozen lemonade and topped off with an all natural fresh cherry puree. Um, oh. So the layers look fantastic. The taste is really nice and fresh and contrasting. And we're actually testing in a set of markets this summer a second uh, line extension off that, which would be a mango peach flavor. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Uh, it, sounds, it sounds really nice. Um, it, in fact, it, it sounds like like the ultimate in fun with food, you know, when you talk yeah. about popping pearls. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like our brand is fun, right? You, you, you don't, it, this isn't a serious meal moment. This is a fun part of your visit, whether that's to Disneyland or to your local mall. And so that's exactly what we wanted the product to do, to be fun and playful. And in fact, it got included, Good Morning America did a roundup of the best products in Disney um, summer products and Fourth of July treats, and it actually got included as one in the roundup there. So we were we were really proud of that. Oh, that's an invaluable nod right there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you know, I guess um, finally, how how do you see this brand growing? In other words, will you stay in the mall setting or move out? And I've been surprised at how well some malls are still doing, while others are yeah. really not. Um, yeah. You know, what kind of growth can we expect in the next two to four years? Yeah, I mean, the brand has seen some tremendous growth this past year. So in 17 versus 18, um, we, we grew EBITDA by about 3.5%. This year, we're up 10 to 15% over last year. So we've seen some really strong growth. Um, but when I, think about, and, um, when I think about franchisee growth, I, I see two main paths. One is within that core business and the mall business making our franchisees businesses profitable vis-a-vis -vis continued product innovation, pricing strategies, potentially pulling delivery in, um, and also analyzing store potential. You know, we go in and we look at our stores and we rank them based on the strength of their mall and what other snacks are doing and identify ones that have more potential to grow and partner with them to achieve it. So that's what we have to do first and foremost. Then as the brand, we have to look for ways to grow this brand. And certainly, we believe there's a path to do that within malls, particularly the A malls, as you noted, are doing, are doing very well and healthy business. I think they'll see some constriction and closures in the C mall space. Um, but we're looking to grow outside the mall. This year, 60% of our new stores will come outside the malls, and it's coming in a variety of locations, um, college and university. We just opened two weeks ago at our first military base in Fort Hood, and that opened really nicely. We're really pleasantly surprised at the strength of that opening. 
We'll have our first food truck this year. Um, we're also looking at travel plazas and gas stations. We've got one open already this year and probably will open a couple more before the year ends. So I think there's going to be a lot of, um, you'll see a lot of diversification of our footprint going forward. Well, now you know I have to ask about that food truck. Tell <laughs> us a little bit more about that. Yeah, you know, I think um, this is a brand that works wherever there's a high, like high foot traffic because of the impulse nature of the brand. So food truck is a pretty natural extension because there's plenty of events out there, you know, particularly for us when you look at the population dense areas of the West Coast and East Coast where this can work. And so we've got our first one launching in Arizona um, the end of this summer. Um, so too too early for me to tell you yet how it will do, but I can tell you the look of it looks very Wetzel. It's very fun, very playful, um, very Southern California feel. Yeah, you know what I'm thinking about is the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile, and I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking you should do a a take on Pretzel Mobile. Um, I like that. <laughs> I might Jennifer. steal that for our next one. <laughs> I dare you. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for taking us through the twists and turns of pretzeldom. Sorry, I had yet one stupid cliche in the podcast. But <laughs> seriously, it's going to be so fun to watch how Wetzel's takes on the future and even maybe expands the category. And with a dynamic woman at the top, what could be better? <laughs> so, thank you so much, Sally. Well, thank you. And that will wrap it up for another edition of our podcast, but we can't let you go without asking you to return next time and absolutely demanding that you have a tremendously successful rest of the day. Bye now.